0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hey guys, you're listening
0: to the Intentionally Inspirational Marketing Talk Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason Wright and Brandy Montambo.
1: What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here. This is episode number 188 of the podcast, and I may have talked about this a little bit last episode, but I'm going to talk about it again. Super strange times we are living and working in, would you agree? Um, I'm used to working from home every day, I've been doing it for over two years now, full time, but I'm not used to never getting away from my wife and kids. Interesting dynamic for us all, I'm sure for everybody listening. Also, we are not unique in that regard. So this last week, um, Friday, my wife said, hey, why don't you take this weekend off, completely go off the grid, unplug for anything related to business. All right. So, so much easier said than done. Um, I did do it successfully, but I didn't realize uh, how many people reach out to me over the weekend. Like between into business Friday and start a business Monday morning, I don't wake up early. I'm not an early bird at all. Uh, It's actually crazy how much. And I've open to that door, I've created that precedence that it's okay. So it's my fault, but, um, man, I realize if you don't get distance, you fight burnout. You know, I I can feel burnout coming on, so I can usually see it and step away. But for anybody listening, that's trying to go hard all the time, it will catch up to you. We're all human. So it's something to pay attention to. And I challenge you to make sure you take time off as well. Um, More now than ever, I really think that people are paying attention to figuring out how to make money at home, figuring out how to make another income stream at home. Um, Even if you're already working at home, you know, always generating that next income stream is uh, something that you probably think about. So, the sponsor today is BuildFunnelsFaster.com. This is something that I put together to basically uh, I give you three free videos to kind of show you. Uh, how I went about discovering building funnels for other people and how that works. And um, if that's something you're looking to do as well, there's some really, really uh, good opportunities, some good shortcuts I've got to show you as well. So check that out if you're interested, buildfunnelsfaster.com and see what that's all about. On today's show, I've got an interesting uh, interview. It's uh, myself and Brandy and a a guest by the name of Greg Mead from CrossNet. And uh, I think this is actually... Really appropriately timed to uh, the fact that a lot of people in this country are stuck at home and don't have as many things to do and uh, I think Greg's product is actually gonna be perfect for where everybody's at so let's check out that conversation we did record this uh, a couple months back but uh, like most of these uh, they're timeless really it's good stuff then it's good stuff now so without further ado let's check it out what's happening everybody Jason and Brandy here uh, with another awesome guest. We've got Greg Mead with us this week. Greg is the founder of CrossNet, which is an awesome uh, game where Foursquare meets volleyball. I've actually seen this, so when I saw that, I was like, I know this. I know what this is. Um, Greg went from zero to two million in sales in one year, 2019, and this game is currently enjoying over 2,000 classrooms. All awesome stuff. Welcome to the show, Greg. Nice to have, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you this. Before I even ask you anything, I'm going to tell you, I was at uh, in uh, Lake Michigan, uh, northern Indiana, last year on the beach. And these young kids next to me got out your game and started playing. And I was like, man, what is that? What was cool is it had their attention and a bunch of other people's attention for hours. Like it became yeah. a big deal on the beach. I'm like, it's a pretty cool idea, you know. I didn't tear, dare try to get involved. I didn't want to blow up my back in front of a crowd or anything, but, um, awesome, man. So I'd love to hear your story. How'd you get started in entrepreneurship and how'd you get to this point where you are right now?
0: Yeah. Um, so I started doing basic social media stuff. I worked on Amazon, um, uh, with a company on Amazon first, uh, fulfilling orders, listing orders, all that stuff. Then I moved into social media, grew Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, large pages, sold shout outs, all that. Um, then, um, for CrossNet, my friend contacted me, Mike, he's our partner, he went to Northeastern, he's an engineer, he contacted me, as soon as he graduated, he's like, yo, I don't want to do a nine-to-five, let's make something, I know you can make something happen with me, so he came over one night, we watched ESPN for 14 hours straight, I think,
2: uh, four in the,
0: about to be 4, four a.m., he came over at like 2 p.m., um, he's like, i got to go, I'm like, no, wait another 10 minutes, we'll get an idea, and then uh, it was either between like, a wall charger speaker and, and cross net. So nice. we, we picked cross net obviously and think it was the better choice. So the next day we went to Walmart and we bought two badminton nets, one attached to my mom's shed in a tree. And then the other one was normal. And we like make, makeshift shift it. So we like crossed, cross net. And, uh, we played with some friends, called them over and we had a blast. And even though it was like rigged and not a good model, <laughs> it, was, it was still fun. So we, we realized if we actually made it into a a real product, it would, it would be an awesome idea. So.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. And I loved it when I uh, saw the email come through about you, I was like, I know exactly what that thing is. So uh, I see here, you got a strong background with social media and that kind of stuff. So what kind of marketing strategies have helped you kind of see this growth you have so far?
0: Um, I would start with Facebook. Uh, Facebook is definitely our strong point. We know how to do targeted ads. We know how to scale properly, get a good return. We know what our target demographic is actually now. Yep. So we know how to pinpoint those ads towards the best consumer right now, which is moms, yep. uh, especially around the holidays. We thought it would be more of the volleyball crowd, more of the athletic crowd, more of the 18-year-old, 20-year-old. It's actually the moms buying it for their 15, 16-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. So now we learned that after a year of experience. So now we really know how to hone in on our ads and, and focus on targeted
1: what I love about what you said there's uh, talk to these folks every day. There's so many people who have no idea who they're trying to sell to, whether it's a product or a service. And I think it's kind of normal because like you say, you make assumptions on what you think it's going to be. And then you find out, Oh, wait a minute. It's this totally different group. And it's really interesting to see, but uh, you know, people need to pay attention to that because if you're obviously, if you're marketing to the wrong people, not gonna have great results, you're gonna spend a lot of money. So that's awesome. So does your strategy change going into 2020 based on what you know now?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh well, well like I just said, we we really know that our moms, the moms are the the real target here. So since yep. like the summer, um once summer started kicking out, we saw the sales just trend up and increase the the demographics of parents buying it for the kids. So now we really know what to focus in on 2020, and it's it's more of the online marketing, and then yeah. we really need to start branching out to events and, and ground level, uh, tactics. Which oh, going yeah.
1: To, right? This is gonna be a fun year for you.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be adventurous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, have you done, I'm just thinking out loud here. Have you, uh, put, put much focus on uh, Pinterest yet?
0: That's actually the last social media we we've tried it. We've tried to run ads on it. Um, it's actually not the best for us from what our, um, what we've, what we've generated. It's more of a, uh, I guess, not a sports-based app, I, w- I would say. So um, it's definitely the worst for
1: us. Interesting. I was uh, talking to a guest recently, and this just made me think of it, and she was telling me that uh, Pinterest is actually a search engine and not really social media, but the thing that got me was that so many moms love Pinterest. My wife loves Pinterest. I like it when she's got an idea for DIY home stuff, which never ends, by the way. I'm to the point now, I'm just like, do whatever you want. I don't want to see it. Just do it. Cause whatever she does looks great. So, but, uh, I know she does that for anything visual, anything she wants to see, but just a thought I had kind of interesting oh, stuff. There.
0: For sure. sure. That Definitely probably take a look into it when we have time later this month.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, with the cross net game is, is anything else, um, kind of in that realm? Is there anything else like, uh, another product or anything that you might go next to from what you've seen? Do you have any ideas like,
0: yeah, of course. Um, we definitely have, Products lined up for this year, next year. Uh, We're being cautious when we drop them. Um, Our next product is our indoor model. It's coming out in about 40 days, so we can set it up in gymnasiums on concrete for tailgates. So we're really going to take over the physical education aspect and try to get into curriculums
1: this year. So smart. I love it. Um, Let me ask you this Did you ever, uh, you, you said you have a partner as well, is that right? Yeah, Mike and my brother Chris. Gotcha. Was there ever a point where you guys got into this last year and you thought, oh man, this thing might fail. This thing might not work out.
0: No, not a, not a second. Not you know second. that's not
1: you know that's not a normal experience, <laughs> it's like, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, it's not. I know, understand that. But like you said, when you when you went to the beach in Lake Michigan, you yeah. saw the kids hit it up, and everyone was just watching. Yeah, we did that for the first time we ever brought it out, and yep. we had a line of twenty people playing. So yep. we're like, okay, we we can do this. We just need to be smart about it and have a good yep. approach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's smart. You got that. Uh that instant feedback from people. It's really, really smart. Yeah. So many people try to create products and hope they can sell it, but it sounds like you guys did that, that market research piece the right way. So,
0: yeah, awesome.
1: Sure. Um, let me ask you this. So I'm sure you, you know other people, you've talked to the people that have tried to do some kind of a startup like you did and failed. Where do you think most people get that wrong?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, definitely run into uh, a lot of friends trying to start stuff and uh family trying to start stuff, I guess, too, and, and fail. It's just, I think the most likely reason they do fail is because they don't stick with it. They're scared to take that risk, um, spend money, um, nope. really bet, bootstrap it. Uh, nope. That's that's the, that's the initial kickoff. If you can get past that bootstrap level. Uh, stage you'll you should be good because you can sell whatever you think like whatever you want to sell you can actually sell it's it's about what you you present to the customer so
1: yeah isn't it crazy how much of this like whole game with entrepreneurship and building a business is mental
0: yeah it's all mental yeah at the end of the day like you got to just be able to stay on your phone and computer all day and go around the clock
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of fun to do anyway though you know
0: it's like it's like a video game almost so absolutely
1: absolutely Brandy, what are your thoughts about all this? I'm going to force you to get involved, my friend.
2: Well, you talk a lot, so it's hard to get a word in edgewise. No, so I'm a process girl. Like I, That's what I do is I make sure people have processes and systems in place to be um, operationally excellent, right? Customer experience says you need to fulfill on your expectations and fulfill your promises. So where nobody does it straight perfect, straight out of the gate, right? So where where would you say you have made the most improvement in your processes and making sure you get things done when you say you're going to get them done?
0: Um, I would say quarter four, the beginning of it. We realized that we were going to go into a winter where it was going to be and crazy. It was going to be chaos. We knew the sales were going to be through the roof. So we really prepared our best um for that quarter we hired freelancers so we outsourced um made sure our customer service team is in line uh we have different departments we manage me my brother and mike we all manage different people under us mm-hmm. and we make sure um they're they're doing their task daily tasks, and we really give them free roam to to grow with us as well uh, that, which i think is important in a business
2: absolutely and i love that you said we knew that it was gonna be happening. So we got everything ready ahead of time, which is so anti most of the population. Most of the population just catches them off guard, right? So yeah. I think that's huge kudos to you and your team that you can you anticipated that there could be issues. So you had everything in place beforehand. Awesome job.
1: You know, it's funny, you guys will like this. So two different companies this week, which I will not name, because they're really well known and they're big and I'm fans of them, but I had customer service issues with both of them. And I reached out to both of them, one through chat, one through email because it was an option. Right. So after uh, one of them took four days and, and nothing happened, I had to pick up the phone and basically like kind of tell them like, I'm a customer. I love your stuff, but I have this problem. Like, what do I need to do to get this fixed? It's not fun as a customer having to go out of your way and take multiple angles in to get your problems met. Like it's like, come on! You guys are a huge company in this unnamed field. Like, get your stuff together. That customer service piece is frustrating. We've all experienced that, but uh, placing the focus on that early, man, that's really smart. smart. Yeah,
0: we definitely struggled at that at first. Um, Not not really the time frame of communication, but like what we said, the proper steps to do a return or similar, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Once once we figured that out, we're good. Um, We want to make sure our customers are satisfied. Um, if they're dissatisfied, we get. I'll try to jump on the phone with them personally, um, me and my brother, nice. and we'll try to talk to them verbally. Um, even though we get so many calls and emails a day, it is it is hard to keep up with. Um, <laughs> try to keep up on a personal level rather than our people we hire to do it for for us. So
1: Yeah, enjoy it now because I have a feeling someday you won't be able to jump on those calls at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, though. Um, do you have any competition in this space? I'm just curious. Is there anybody else doing anything similar that you've noticed?
0: Um, not an aspect of volleyball, um, in yeah. a big ball. Obviously we know spike ball, um, yep. great game. Um, and then can jam, which is really our main influence when we were children. Are you guys familiar with can jam the, the frisbee game? So black hands and yellow frisbee.
2: I I literally just bought that for my son's graduation high school graduation party last <laughs> spring. So yes, and you were talking about how it's moms, and I'm like, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So we, we really grew up off of camp game like I don't know, ten years ago, twelve years ago, whatever it was, and that really influenced us to like get into like the backyard mm-hmm. competitive game nature with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, I guess those would be our competitors, and and volleyball. I, I think volleyball is our main competitor which is kind of weird because you think it would go co-in-hand, like side by side. But typically when we set up a cross net at a volleyball event, the volleyball players are kind of like, oh, what is this? I'm too good for this almost in that that aspect. But if you give them some time, it'll grow on them and they'll end up playing it and love it.
1: What's funny is anytime I've been at like a party or something, I live in the Midwest, so I don't go to the beach as often as I would like. But anytime I see a volleyball net up, like traditional, the only people that are ever using it are like unbelievably fit, like college athletes or something, but it's never like the, the average person because like trying to move and jump on sand, like with sand vitals, really hard. Yeah, it's, it is. it is. And it's like, life. I'm Pretty just going to get, yeah, I mean, it, it's like people are just going to get hurt or embarrass themselves and they can only jump an inch off the sand. So with yeah. your game, I see it just being so much more inviting for sure. Yeah. And we I definitely, th- yeah, go continue.
2: Well, I, I, and obviously I haven't seen it like both of you have, but it feels like a social game. Like can jam is a social game. You do it at social events and I, I I'm in Charlotte. So we're like the craft beer capital of the world. There's a craft beer place on every street corner. But to me, that can jam Crossnet, those are things that you set up, you know, you have an all day craft beer event, you bring people in, you know, so like, yeah, I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, we definitely have the social aspect to it, but we also have a really, really uh, competitive side to it. Uh, we we play, when we play with our friends. We just play for like dinner or something. It gets really intense, like <laughs> something crazy. See.
2: I have a feeling that the players might be uh, bringing that competition to to the high right there. <laughs>
1: When I saw it on the beach, there was uh. It's funny you mentioned that. There was two dudes that were both pretty big. They almost went to blows over the game, like they were going to fist fight. <laughs> I was just going to watch. I was like, I'm not. It's not my problem. But they <laughs> worked it out. Um, this is going to sound funny, but I'm being serious. Have you guys ever thought about marketing to prisons?
0: No, never. Can you imagine
1: uh, this in the yard? I mean, that would be so much more fun than just weights and gang they're, fights. There, I guess. Jason, right? <laughs> I'm serious. I think outside of the box. It might be great in a prison or even like a, a military camp or something, just where you get people together that need to do something.
0: Yeah, that, that's something we'd be more inclined to look into. <laughs>
1: yeah. You guys think I'm kidding? I'm being dead serious. but
0: There are a lot of different uh, fields we can get into uh, that we haven't even touched, like hotels. Absolutely. Uh, that's Army complexes, uh, Boy Scouts we're trying to get into. So it's just yeah, overwhelmed
1: someone. by opportunity. That's great. I like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, that's a good problem.
1: Um, What do you see your biggest challenges being going forward? So you've got this great model. You've got this product that sells. You've got a lot of momentum. What challenges do you see ahead? I'm just curious.
0: What challenges we see ahead? One challenge that I see ahead that I want to avoid at all costs moving forward in in our company's career uh, growth would be our inventory management. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll have enough inventory for two months, right? But then we'll get spiked in a week and that week's month uh, worth of sales is, is two months worth of inventory. And so we're like, Oh crap, we messed up and this has happened in the past. So we're really actively trying to fix that issue, which is, um, fixed hopefully as of now. So.
1: Very cool. Yeah. I could imagine that would be a kind of a balancing act of not spending too much, but having enough, you can meet demand and that kind of that juggling game there. So. Very cool. Um, I'd love to hear three tips from you for anybody else who's trying to start like a physical product company. A lot of people do e-commerce. Some people do, well, are you, I guess, would you consider yourself e-commerce or how do you?
0: Yeah, we're definitely e-com for okay. sure. And we're also in big box stores. Um, Shields Academy. We're going to get into uh Dick's Warning goods. We just got lined up with nice. so we'll it, uh, two months from now. So it's, it's cool. Um, three tips I would suggest for a physical product. Yeah. Um, would definitely be one staying in the ecom game. Um, yep. but don't just like honed in on wholesale retailer. Like e-com is where you're going to get most of your money. Yep. So you can push out to the other wholesalers and retailers um, Two, test it um, before you bring it to market, develop it. Uh, really you want to make sure you test it. So what we did, we set it up. Boom. We know people liked it. There you go. If no, if we had bad reactions, we would have maybe we would to be here talking today. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure it's are tested. Uh, third, make sure the product quality is good. Um, make sure your customers are satisfied. It's all about the customers first um, from when you ship it to them, from when they purchase on your website to when they set it up and take it down. You want to make sure they're satisfied and you want to go through each step of the process.
1: That's Very what nice. it would be for a physical product. I love that. It seems like, uh, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. I was actually watching TV the other day and, you can set up like Shopify and like product fulfillment and email and you can like integrate things so easily today. It's so easy to get into e-commerce, but I think people give up so fast. Like everybody knows somebody who's tried like a t-shirt business or something and it seems like they go at it and they launch and they just kind of sit back and wait and they think they're going to get all these sales, but they don't like, they don't understand the branding, the marketing, that type of thing. So it's, it's easy to get involved with, but it's still difficult to be successful like at your level. So. Definitely worth noting. Brandy, yep. anything you'd like to say? Any any thoughts you have?
2: Um, I I'm completely impressed. I think it's super. I think the 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 mom crowd is definitely on game for that because we're always looking for ways to get our teenagers out from in front of their video games. So <laughs> um, and, and I'm excited for you. This is pretty exciting. I, I think that it's gonna go a long way.
1: That's a good point because like I was born in 81. So I think I'm probably older than both of you.
2: Uh, You're so funny. I love you.
1: (laughs) But it's like I grew up in a world where like when we got done with school, it was football, basketball, or baseball or fishing. It was something outside. And now it's, you know, like look at my son who's 13, almost 14, my daughter who's nine. And it's so much of it's around video games. I have to threaten them sometimes. I'm like, go outside. You can't come in until I say, "Go, go ride a bike, go do something your screen stuff will be here but like what you've done I really like because you're you're targeting maybe inadvertently but you're getting that younger crowd that's getting them away from the devices giving them something to do you
0: know? yeah which yeah. I suggest to everyone um if you're not going to go professional in video games I would put them down that was the best uh best move I've ever made um I was uh, addicted to gaming and I was at that that age where it's like people were going outside, but it was like, it was starting to turn into the video game scene. So I grew up okay. playing basketball against my, my partners. Like we grew up, we played yeah. basketball, I played football, back and the ball. So
1: you guys would get a kick out of this. I don't think you know the story, Brandy, but when my wife and I were dating, so we've been together like 17 years now, we never had a fight. We were six months into our relationship. Everything was puppies and sunshine. Right. So I was supposed to meet her, uh, her guy friends and like her close friends for the first time. I was at a buddy's playing uh, NCAA college football for PlayStation two. And he's like, Hey man, check this out. We can make our own players and like build our own team. We had so much fun that we played for like 16 hours straight and I ended up standing her up and didn't meet any of her friends. And she was so mad. We had our first horrible fight and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, "Ah, I'm playing video games. I was like, if you understand why you'll, it'll be worth, you know, you'll understand you'll be on my side. And she wasn't. Cause we like drafted ourselves into the pros and it was the coolest thing in the world. But Anyways.
2: <laughs> and she's <laughs> still liked you.
1: Yeah. Every time she leaves to go somewhere, I'm like, I wonder if she's going to come back. But she <laughs> always does. So, Well, very cool, so, man. Uh, I, go ahead. I have
2: this random idea and I, you could Greg tell me this is like, not something you want to do, but I'm um, former teacher. Right. So if there is one thing that teachers hate more than anything, it's, well, actually, they love recess, but they hate the fact that the kids are just sitting there with nothing to do at recess. Yeah. Awesome marketing. Take your upper elementary or your middle school. I think you talked about doing phys ed stuff, but if you could get just random cheap college kids to go in and play the game during their recess time, they're going to want to go home and buy it, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, sure. like,
2: you're you're automatically you're teaching them the game so that they can have their mom buy it like it's because yeah.
0: or get the schools to purchase to set it up at recess as well you know that's a much
2: harder game though because then like getting a school to buy something is yeah. ridiculous like the invoice process and the purchase orders and all that stuff but if you go in and demo it
0: yeah It'll getting work. the moms
2: to buy it yeah there you go.
0: Oh, it's a great idea. And I appreciate that. I appreciate all the feedback. There's so much the intake that we have to like distribute out to, oh, I'm, to take care of. So that's one guys, of the, sure. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> I see this being popular at uh, frat houses and sororities as well. There
0: you go. Yeah, literally just talked about that with my team yesterday. It's like we have to get into that market. Um but one thing at a time. And
1: I'm sad both of you hated Tesla well now. Yeah, I'm sad so that much both of you hated my uh, you hated my prison idea.
2: I didn't think it was a bad idea. I just thought that the comment about, you know, weightlifting and gang fighting was probably not the most appropriate You know how I am.
1: You know how I am. What am I going to do? Get fired off my own show? (laughs) Anyway, anyway. um, So what's next for you guys? I know 2020, you're going to blow it up. Uh, What are you looking at the next six months down the road?
0: We're looking to, one, get into dicks, finalize that, make sure that's all taken care of. Two, hire a few more um, employees to help us out and really grow our brand. Absolutely. And three, prepare for summer. Um, we kind of have two Christmases, which is summer and, and wintertime Christmas. Yeah. So uh, we're very fortunate with that. Um, so we got to prepare for, for quarter two. There you go. Uh,
1: if somebody's interested in learning more about you or your company or your game, what's the best way they can do so?
0: Um, they can email us at Greg at crossnetgame.com. If they want to talk to me directly, um, they can check out our website at crossnetgame.com. Um, we have a little founder's section of it. Um, we're trying to fix and improve because it's, it's not up to par. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully when you, when you re- uh, listen to this, uh, it'll, be up, it'll be updated.
1: Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And it looks like Brandy had a good time as well. And I actually let her speak for the first time ever. So
2: It's a miracle.
1: <laughs> Thank you, my friend.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You have a good day. Thanks, Greg. All right,
1: We are back to the show. Brandy, Greg, thank you guys. Appreciate your participation and your input as always. And if you guys want to check out um, the show notes for this episode, it'll have all of Greg's links and everything related to his company. You can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 188 and get that information there. As always, I appreciate the ear. If you're listening to my voice now, you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. Uh, I would highly suggest you check out the video at some point as well on YouTube. And hope you guys have a great week. Thanks. See you soon.
2: Thanks for listening to
0: another episode of the show. To keep up with everything that we're doing, please visit intentionallyinspirational.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our video podcast on YouTube. See you next time.